0: the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was i was totally going on fiverr it was i seriously just it's i've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through fiverr today you'll be glad you did hello and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Lonzo. Today, my guest is the beautiful Jules Blue. Thank you, sweetheart, for coming on. We tried filming before, but we had a little technical difficulty. So. <laughs> and, uh, Jules looks absolutely beautiful today. But we were talking, and I remember where we ended the. We started you. You started about when you started in the adult entertainment, and you worked at a coffee shop. And I was curious about that. I remember that part. And I was so curious (laughs) because like now I've been dying to talk to you.
1: (laughs) So um, basically, like when I was as soon as I turned 18 in high school, I went with one of my girlfriends who also just turned 18 to go work at one of these like Asian coffee shops where they like it's like a Vietnamese coffee shop they do like Vietnamese coffee and basically it's like a whole culture like in SoCal um where like the girls are wearing what do you call it, like bikinis or lingerie and it's kind of like that's why I could describe it as like strip club minus the stripping and like it's you know more like a daytime activity type of thing um or like evening and you go sit down with like the customers when they order their coffee and like sometimes you have your tits out sometimes you don't and you're like in your little skimpy outfit and you just like <laughs> sit down with like the guests and then they like tip you for like hanging out with them and stuff so very like similar to like the strip club except you're not like not doing lap dances or anything like that or privates oh so just, you get like regulars yeah something like that and so that was like my very like first intro into like the sex work world was doing that um because the one that i went to go work at with one of my girlfriends was like all topless so i'm like fresh 18 and like working like topless at this place and it was like crazy because i was like oh my god
0: (laughs) i remember those places when i lived in california i've heard about them but i and i remember passing by Mm-hmm. but I never checked it out it was sort of, but it it's not like the I think in Seattle they have like the drive through bikini baristas, yeah which are yeah,
1: I feel like it's like in that similar like culture, except I don't know, like back when I was in high school, which was like um like around like 2013 like thirteen you know that's when I graduated like like in the you know two thousand tens like uh-huh. they were like super popular like girls that I know worked there, like older girls that I knew like would make. Bank working there and sometimes they would have like um gambling <laughs> oh underground and some gambling. of them they would do like some kind of like underground gambling stuff um things like that or like poker nights uh yeah they were cra- it was crazy um but yeah that was like that was like my very first intro and then obviously um the next thing I tried, because I did that for a little bit, but I, like, I don't know. I wasn't vibing with it, so I didn't yeah. really, like, last long. But my next thing I did was um, started camming on MFC.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: Uh-huh. My free cams. Yeah, my free cams. Like, And what really, like, inspired me to, like, want to try camming um, was one of this, like, she was, like, the cam girl back in the day was Sabrina uh-huh. Nelly
0: how was what was her style because i i always admire different cam girls because the way they decorate their room their style like uh, um i've seen different ones
1: i don't really remember what her style was but i just remember like i would see her post stuff on like tumblr and instagram and like she like lived in this high rise in san diego and i'm like man that's baller i want to do that
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I made you get on like a, no, I've always so fascinated with with some cam people, but I've had whenever the only site that I like that for me that I could get on was StreamMate, which every day I'm like, let me go back on StreamMate, and I never do because I get so busy. But uh, my free cam, like I remember, was a lot of different, like it they just all look like they're having fun
1: yeah I feel Uh like I feel like that was like the golden era of like my free camps was like the you know like the the 2010s era because I don't know like like years later when I went on the site before like joining porn it was like not the same like I don't know um but yeah I I just like seeing that also I don't know (laughs) like really inspired me and then I, like, tried – I, like, did camming, like, on and off for, like, a couple of years because at the time I, like, was also working, like, a regular, like, you know, minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. I was working at this, like, juice bar, and I was, like, so afraid that, like, someone was going to find out, you know, like, one of my coworkers was going to find out and stuff like that. And, like, I just, like, didn't have, like, the guts back then to, like, really dive into it um just because, like, I don't know, people were, like, judgy – you know what I mean, yeah. they, they still kind of are, but like, um, I like, you know, I was younger then, and like, I definitely cared what people thought <laughs> to an extent. To an extent,
0: <laughs> do you ever, um, like, hang out with civilians? D- different people use words. I say "squares," civilians. I say yeah, civilians. People, yeah, um, a lot of people in the porn say civilians. Do you ever like just meet like civilians, and then they ask you like questions that you're like, huh, like cringy questions
1: hmm i mean yeah like sometimes like when i'm in like some of my like best friends are like civilians and they're like very cool like you know right like like I could like tell them whatever and they're like, okay, yeah. Like, cause they, cause I, they you know, know they, you,
0: they know
1: you, they, they know you, they, they right. know me and like basically the whole, our whole friendship, I've like, you know, been in like the various forms of sex work. Right. um, But when I'm meeting like, you know, regular, regular, like civilians who like don't know me and like, you know, don't know like the world. I, I don't know. Sometimes I like tell like little white lies, like about what I do uh-huh. for work because like for instance, sometimes I'm in like in a party setting and I like don't necessarily like, you know, I'm having a good time. And if it's like a regular party, you know, club, like I don't really want like people to like know no. what I do. Yeah, Like, I don't know best. Uh, actually, for instance, I was like on a girl's trip last year in Mexico and there was like a lot of like, you know, American foreigner people like at this like beach club thing that we were partying at. Mm-hmm. And there was a like this guy that like you know we just like ended up hanging out with him it was like oh you, you're like you know from the states we're from the states like you know some camaraderie there and i don't know just like how he was like talking we didn't me and my friends who are in porn we didn't really feel like cool like telling him like yeah we do porn or anything like that so we're just like yeah we're like influencers like we model like <laughs> and it's not because we have shame over our job it's you know we don't feel that at all it's mainly to avoid like you know crying questions from people who don't necessarily understand like our or where they get the wrong idea yeah or like you know like for instance a dude like i don't know like i I would my like thought was like i don't want him to think that he could try to hook up with us because if he finds out we're porn stars and whatever you know like we're just having fun vibing and like you know in this casual setting
0: yeah that's that's the awkward thing when you meet people like civilian. I had this happen the other night. That's why I asked. And it was like so cringy for me. And um, because I was honest with them that, oh, I've been a sex worker. And they knew like I had a page or whatever. And I I said I was a stripper for many years. And then they flat out asked me, oh, what's the nastiest thing you've ever done?
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh,
0: like, and then I just blurted out. I was like, a canadian hockey team like (laughs) like what's the crazy like no they asked the craziest not nastiest like what's the craziest thing and i was like a canadian hockey team i remember like
1: Uh, you know like that's that's also funny too because what that whole question of like what's the craziest thing you ever done and i'm like i don't know like i feel like this will be crazy it'll sound crazy to you but like at this point in like my life like this stuff's like pretty normal to me right yeah (laughs) yeah
0: It's, it was weird because I'm getting older and I've been in the business so long and now it's like, damn, will I ever fit in with like,
1: I don't know. Also like my issue with that type of stuff too. It's like, we're kind of like a little like circus act, like, oh my God, like you're in porn or you do this or you have like, you know, sex on camera with people or they're like, you know, one thing that I've gotten like, um, before is like, ew, like isn't that like gross or unsanitary i never actually for it was actually um when i first started porn i like started getting like lip filler mm-hmm. and the lip filler lady that i was seeing was in the valley and i like told her like oh yeah you know i'm in the adult industry and she's like isn't that like kind of like unsanitary and yeah like she's like something really really judgmental to me and i stopped going to her place after that and i'm just like thinking like yo you're like literally located in porn valley and the valley doing lip filler i'm pretty sure most of your clients are like adult industry people like i don't know like it was just like weird
0: (laughs) why would she and then she's ruining her money right there
1: yeah i I definitely i never saw what to go get filler from her ever again oh i would never too. (laughs) yeah i I was like like uh gave me the big ick. i was like okay like you know i wow
0: (laughs) that's crazy but i've i've came across people One time I, um, when I first, first moved to Los Angeles, this is right, I remember the year, it was like 2008 or nine. whenever Obama was like, uh, before he was in the White House, I remember. That's when I moved because I was there 10 years. Um, I just needed to rent a room before my apartment was ready, but I was dancing at various clubs throughout LA, and this woman would tell you, I like you as long as you don't take your clothes off for a living. And I was like, what the hell, like... (laughs) And she would just say that, and I was like, "What the hell's wrong? with You know, like, what does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, who's, who, who the hell are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm paying your rent. Do you not want the money from yeah. what I'm doing? Like, that's what. You know, that's the part I didn't understand. And it's like doing legal work. Um, well, I was, yeah, doing legal work at that time. <laughs> I said, you know what I'm saying? I'm paying <laughs> yeah. my taxes. Just, um. But yeah, I just thought that some people just don't know what to, you know, do. So Jules, what do you like to do? Like what type of hobbies or
1: what are you into? Ooh, I'm into so many things. So one, of the, one big thing, it's like very known that I do for fun. Um, I go to a lot of raves and festivals. Oh. Um, b- Yeah. Because before porn, I was actually like, well, still am, but like big, like rave, like festival influencer. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? I know how to fire dance and do like flow oh. arts stuff. That's like one of my big hobbies. And I'm trying to think what else. I also Let's cosplay. About- when <laughs> when was your first
0: rave? Like,
1: so my first ever rave was in t- 2016. That like I'd basically been in love with like the rave scene and rave culture like all my life, and I didn't get to like actually start going to my first rave until. Uh, you know 2016 because like i didn't have the money and like Mm -hmm. i didn't have the friends you know that like would go to these things and so i basically been raving every ever since um i go to like almost a rave a month (laughs) or every other month like edc yeah edc i've been to edc a bunch um things like nocturnal wonderland yeah wonderland like all of those like big rave massives like i've been i like go to like relig- religiously
0: <laughs> wow because i'm yeah. a teen of the 90s it's crazy how that scene has changed and evolved to like edc and stuff like that because i remember when i was like, when i was 1920 they would have raves and they would have it like one I lived in Tampa and they would have it in a strip club. I remember that was a big, big deal. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And they would, I forgot what the, it was called fantasy something and Fantasyland. land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a big, big deal, but it's crazy how it's changed. The raves back then were so like little and like warehouses mm-hmm. and stuff to now these big productions
1: i love it i mean i i still do like i still go to underground events and underground things because that's like where like the magic is but i love like the big you know massives because they're i don't know like it's like disneyland like for adults i feel like true disneyland because you can like you know go dance there's like carnival rides there's like you know the music the lasers um you can like dress up however you want have fun I don't know for me it's like a very cathartic experience each time Mm -hmm. I go like I feel like it's how I keep my sanity like you know work hard play hard and like that's like my big like you know like big like release Mm -hmm. that I get because I don't really go like if I'm going out to like you know an event it's either like an underground thing or like you know a rave like i don't go to like regular clubs or anything like that because like i don't like you just go once a month and you just have yeah that's like my big like hurrah (laughs) nothing wrong with that where do you get your outfits so Ooh, like all over um a lot of stuff um that i like wear is like from like small like designers i actually have like a lot of friends who make like festival a rave clothing and i always support their brands mm-hmm. um i've even had like some like friends over the years like make me custom outfits who just like Aww. friends who just sew so just kind of all over and another thing too that i noticed which i think is cool is like you know some like like i don't know like a lot of like the rave club wear like traditional type stuff it's yeah. very like synonymous with like stripper wear like you yeah. know like the neon colors the fishnets or those big like, boots yeah <laughs> like the big demonias big... yes i have some big demonias <laughs> the big fluffy ones <laughs> those are comfortable though after a while right i think they're comfy they sh- I mean, yeah, I don- should i've be. never i've never had i've never had issues wearing platforms at the rave Oh, wow. And then the EDC, you go for, like, a
0: couple of days, so you're, like, how does that work? I've always wondered, because now I'm too,
1: like, I see people go, but they, uh-huh. do they camp or no? So, EDC now, it's in Vegas at the Speedway, and they ha- you can camp there. They have, like, um, shift pod camping, like in the area around the speedway or you just stay in a hotel i haven't done the camping yet i just get like a hotel with like some of my friends and then we just like journey on in and it's it's intense like edc like some people who like go to edc as their first ever rave i think are crazy because i feel like you should work up to it you know work like edc <laughs> is the super bowl of all raves like it's oh. humongous like it's it's like you know every all these other events like times like 20 and they go like so late like I think that starts at like five or six and then when doors open and then it goes to like basically sunset to sunrise so like six in the morning each day oh wow yeah so it it doesn't
0: start till like five yeah, but then ends at six to next. Oh, you got to be young. You got to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but I know the guy. I think it's the guy that started it. What's his name? Rowan Pasquale. Pasquale. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the one that was married to um, he's like my generation. He's he was been, married
1: to uh, one of the an ex Playboy bunny. Yeah, um, yeah, the um, um Holly, um,
0: that guy's from my era. Like yeah. he's been around. Yeah. Do you what type of do you? I'm like, do you see old people there like myself? <laughs>
1: uh, I see at EDC, well, any rave in general, but like at EDC, I feel like I see the biggest like age range. Like um, I saw, I'll never forget last year, actually, when I went, I saw this like older, like gay couple there. And it was so cute. And they were just <laughs> like, like. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna call them rave elders because they were they probably were in like their sixties or something, just like wow. at one of the stage, is like vibing out, dancing. So I think it's really cool. I definitely see like a big age range. I mean, from. I mean, all these events are like 18 plus. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, anywhere from 18 and up, I've seen like a big variety of people. I don't think it's just like, you know, super young people. I mean, I'm almost 30. So like, I'm still going to these.
0: (laughs) I just think of my energy now because the last one I went was in L.A. It was one of those nocturnal and it was it had to be like in 2012. And it was somewhere. I don't know what it it was a big one, but it was like in Redlands. Because I had a, I have a Bulgarian friend that is crazy. that could Oh, yeah, that was
1: probably nocturnal.
0: Yeah, and yeah. and it, it was like she can handle these things.
1: <laughs> yeah, lives- I feel like most of the people that I feel like some of the other ones, that one doesn't have a VIP section, but I typically see like the older crowd in the VIP area because it's kind of like, you know, fenced off away from the crazies.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be me. I'd be like, let me go up there
1: and at a certain
0: time, but yeah well that's crazy how things have because I remember as a teenager them starting and then different events every week and my friend Nelson who went to high school with me um back then like he came out of the closet and he was going like every week dancing and now he you know he does the the you know how the gay guys have their white parties yeah yeah they have their their own little thing so he does that now but um Yeah, how it's evolved from when I was a teenager to now is just for me to look at it, it's like, wow. You know what I'm saying? I think it's cool.
1: (laughs) So when's your next event to go to? So the next one that I'm going to is in March. It's Beyond Wonderland. Uh I'm really excited. Um, I love going to the raves. And I always have like fans um, who find me at raves and run into me and stuff. And it's always so cool.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So so you when you do have these encounters you're usually like cool with you when you do research.
1: yeah, yeah, I feel like uh most of like my like in real life encounters that are like you know in the wild with fans mm-hmm. happen mostly at raves mm-hmm. um and they're always like so pleasant and I love it like I have like like sometimes I'll do um like candy trade meetups like at the rave mm-hmm. I've, because I'm a big believer like on keeping the candy culture alive (laughs) (laughs) especially because like with TikTok and social media um like I feel like there's like a new generation of people who are going to raves and I feel like it's you know I've only been raving like not even 10 years but I like feel like I'm in the generation of people who go to raves before like TikTok was a thing so i think it's important for people who know about like the candy culture and plur to like keep it alive and all that stuff so
0: <laughs> uh-huh, nice that sounds like fun now they yeah. have them have you ever been international to any raves
1: um i the only international events i did Let's see. Last year, I went to this Drum and Bass festival in Tulum Mm -hmm. called Locus, and then I went to, um, I went to two like big like raves last year. I went to like a two-day festival in England called Park Life, and they have like just like a different varieties of music. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went to this other rave called Detonate. It's all Drum and Bass. I'm a big Drum and Bass girl.
0: (laughs) I used to like the uh, house music from Germany too. When I was nice. younger, yeah, um, what was it in Germany? Like, how was it versus the u s. partying in u s. versus being in Germany?
1: Well, I didn't really do much partying in Germany, or I should I, say raving. Uh, Let me say raving, raving. raving. well, raving, i haven't raving. I haven't raved in Germany yet. When I, like, was living there, I was a kid. Oh, I was like a child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Right. I'm over moved here and, like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have yet to go party in Germany as an adult, so I'm hoping okay. to do that this year. But I've done most of my raving like international in England. In England, tell me about yeah. England, um the experience there. They do they party really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we party hard too, but it's like a different vibe. Um I mean, I mainly go like to the events in england because i'm a big german bass fanatic Mm -hmm. and that's like still like not it's not so much a big thing over here yet it's like slowly popping off um they don't really have like the same like rave culture we do like they don't have like the plur and like you know the can't like the candy like bracelets they don't Mm -hmm. do that over there um but i feel like everyone's like really cool like i've haven't had like any like bad experiences but they like they get so so crazy (laughs) and i say this because one of the festivals that i went to there was like i saw like people passed out on the ground there's like like tons of trash everywhere i mean like just i mean that's that's the same any event you go to but i feel like it was just like (laughs) multiply because people are just going ham (laughs)
0: Do you ever um, put any items that you want for events, like on your wish list and stuff? And your fans ever gift you some of your favorite stuff? Or,
1: um, oh, I haven't put actually any like rave things on my wish list before, surprisingly. A lot of like my rave wardrobe I have is like literally stuff I've collected over like the last like Uh almost eight years. So I just like have this like big collection of stuff that I like. A big box of, uh, (laughs) a well, little closet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. But I've had like fans like trade candy with me at events and like people who always like, you know, come find me at like raves and whatnot. Oh, like yeah. It's really sweet. <laughs> A nice little community there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good to hear. And what else do you like to do besides rave? Because that sounded kind of brought me back to my younger days when you were sharing that with me. <laughs>
1: Well, so I, like, I cosplay also for mm-hmm. fun, and what else? I do, like, flow art stuff, so, like, hula hoop dance, um, fire fans. Um, How I did dance. you
0: get into the fire fans?
1: So, with, like, all the, f- like, flow art stuff, I got into it through meeting someone on Instagram, like, years ago, because I would wow. see, like, people, like... um When I first got Instagram, I would see like people doing like flow arts, like it would just like be popping up on my feed. And I was like, I want to do that. And I did color guard in high school. And so when I saw that, like people dancing with different props, I'm like, that's like color guard dancing with a flag. So I want to try that. And I got invited to like a little like flow meetup where people were like dancing with like hula hoops, poi and stuff like that. Now, what is
0: poi? I'm sorry for interrupting.
1: Um, poi, they're like, like, um, I'm trying to describe it. It's like a ball with a string. Um, but you probably've seen it like with like the Look- Hawaiian dancers and stuff who do. Oh, fire. Yeah. okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Stuff yes, like yes. that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I met like a lot of my friends, like a lot of my like non porn friends, like, you know, that way because they're all like basically Burning Man people best way to describe it okay okay
0: now i know what you're yeah now i understand what yeah
1: (laughs) i totally have you been to burning man yes i have i've only been once i've yet to come back um it's on my list to go again but the time that i did go i went with a fire conclave meaning like we do the big fire dance performance um in the big circle before they burn the man the big effigy
0: oh yeah it's like part of
1: like the burning man i don't know no no. i know i know
0: about that yeah my audience that doesn't know the big thing about burning man is they have that what is it that man made out of so they
1: um it's out of wood but they like change like the design of it each year with like Mm -hmm. the theme of burning man and so burning man's a week long and then at the very end of the week They do like a bit, the big, like, you know, ceremony where they burn the effigy. But before they do that, they have like all the people do like a big fire performance in the big circle. Like, because it's like Burning Man's like a huge, I wouldn't really call it a festival. I call it like a pop up city. And yeah, like a pop up city, like art experience. Like, there's music and all that stuff that you'd find at a festival. But, I feel like it's it's like literally like a little role play city that I I mean, that's how I think of it. Um, Yeah. And it's like massive.
0: Um, And they they all go camping
1: and uh, somebody I know, they used
0: to prepare for like the full year for that.
1: Yeah. So like, um, what do you call it with Burning Man? Because there's no running water there. And some people, like, if you're like out there building, helping set, set it up, like they're out there for like a month, two months. Uh-huh. Um, I've only gone out for a week and I, I spent like a month and a half prepping before I went. And I think for like my first and only Burning Man that I've gone to thus far, I think I did such a great job. Like me and my like camp, we built a yurt. I had like portable ac i had a generator like i was comfy oh you were
0: prepared yeah yeah, but
1: yeah because i like i've done i've done a lot of desert camping with like the underground desert parties that i go to and like festivals because i've been to like four or five day camping festivals so i feel like i have a lot of like you know that type of survival experience under my belt
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I I remember. Yeah. Now that's weird because now I'm in New York and nobody does that. But I remember being in LA and knowing so many people that would go do all that.
1: And I always found
0: it so interesting and everything like that. (laughs) So the first time I do know they do a barding system, don't they?
1: Yeah. So there's no exchange of like currency there. There's no money. You can't. I think the only things that you could buy for actual real world, you know, dollars um, is ice and i think cigarettes but the, that's about it like mm-hmm. um they do like trading system you know um or like some places will just like have free stuff like certain camps will have like little free offerings like i um the year that i went i we like stumbled across this camp that was doing like free snow cones
0: Oh, that's nice. And the de- yeah, yeah, because it's right in the middle of
1: August, right? Yeah, it's like super hot out there. It's like a hundred and like ten degrees. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> and people come with RVs and stuff, like yeah, RVs yeah. and like, uh, shift pods. I built like a-, a hexayurt out of like the installation foam board stuff. It's like silver. Oh wow, you're really yeah. creative. Yeah, I well, I had the help of like some of my veteran friends building mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to because you need you basically need like a solid structure to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Um, a tent will not work out there because it'll there's dust storms and your tent will be like full of dust.
0: <laughs> and what do people do about when they're dirty out there?
1: Um, I don't know. Don't shower. They don't shower. I mean, I showered um but you have to like contain all your own waste oh. so like you can't like you basically have to like handle your gray water so uh our camp we had like a little kiddie pool and um we would like shower in there and then let the gray water evaporate or i would like take a bowl of like hot water and like sponge bath. Cause like I'm bougie, I can't go. I can't like go like without showering.
0: <laughs> no, I I feel you there. I could I couldn't I, do it. You basically it. I, just
1: I, find the. You just basically have to find like what works for you and like for you to like survive in mm-hmm. the environment. So that's like I found my ways to like to manage and yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no, and it's like one big community. Yeah, with everybody. No, the people in the RVs are they all set up sometimes
1: in those RVs? Um I don't know. I I have I mean like people like s- sleep in their RVs. I've never done the RV experience because mm. um You're true. On well, the well they're expensive for one. Mm-hmm. Um you can there's like a lot of risk with an RV. Like a lot of people can get in RV accidents and also oh. a lot of people who rent out the RVs do not want you taking them the Burning Man. Oh. Like, okay. Yeah, a lot of like the RV like rental people or companies, they do not want you taking their RV to Burning Man because people either I guess trash them, don't clean them or like something with the dust. I don't know.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I just know yeah. of I've heard of people get RVs, but then I heard the people that I happen to know, they really prepped. They re- mm-hmm. like they really really prepped hard to go to Burning Man and they had like they they took their camping serious. When they went. Yeah.
1: That's That's the only way to do
0: it or else you're (laughs) fucked. (laughs) Damn. I guess people that go every year, they must learn like after year after year from that experience.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you are going that much, you like have the gear already too. Yeah. So you can like do fine. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: good. So you pretty much, you have a lot of civilians friends because of this activity that, you know it's a nice other community
1: yeah yeah so um like all of my like f- you know bernie man like f- oh, i call them my flow friends mm-hmm. i've like known them for like years and yeah like um but it's funny because we'll like talk about um like with that community we talk about normal people who don't do that stuff we call them muggles muggles <laughs> <laughs> so it's very funny like we don't we don't we don't use the term civilian no but when we say like you know people who don't go to burning man or people who like don't like you know aren't part of that world i mm-hmm. uh, like best we that world's very magical you know Call mm-hmm. regular people muggles and then it's funny in the sex work world that we call regular people civilians <laughs> oh. i just think it's funny <laughs> yeah i've called
0: them uh various things because of various job i've had so i've always had like squares vanilla uh i've had different and i don't know is i find personally um it is good like what you're doing that you have your own community of people other than the porn world
1: oh no it's i think it's so important like i i think that's one of the reasons why i'm able to keep like my sanity because mm-hmm. and i notice this too with like you know in my you know i've going on almost five years now in the industry, like in porn. And I see like, you know, a lot of people who are younger than me who don't like have like a, have like a community or like, you know, hobbies. And, and I'm not like saying that to talk bad on them at all, but right, you know these right, right. typically like younger girls. And I can, you know, they're moving from out of state, you know, they don't have Mm. like that type of stuff like set up and like all they really have like is like the, you know, the porn world. And I feel like having something outside of that is super important because that's how you're going to keep like, you know, your mental health in check and, you know, just like. And have, like, a little, like, release and way to kind of, like, you know, let loose. Because this job is so hard and so mentally taxing. Yeah. And, like, you know, also, like, it's physically, like, demanding as well. So, I don't know. This, I feel like, like, as fun as, like, you know, being in sex work is. Because like, I have so much fun with it. It's, like, you know, there's so many parts of it that are taxing. And having, like, you know, something outside of that to kind of, like, lose myself into is super important. Yeah.
0: No, it, I, um, hobbies, activities, whatever it is, you need that. Like instead of work, 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 you know, work all the time. And I'm a workaholic too. So You're workaholic. Like, I definitely
1: have to, <laughs> I definitely agree on that. You have to make, you know, making time to prioritize the things that make me happy and like have fun and like, mm-hmm. or hanging out with friends because it's so easy to get like lost in the sauce. Like just like, Oh yeah. Train. I've seen that with a lot of people just like constantly grinding working mm-hmm. and like i don't know and you're just like oh wow i'm so busy i don't have time for anything I, you know t- don't have time to see my friends like i don't know you got to like make the time make time for things that make you happy and like yes
0: your peace. yes no that's so important that's so you know, uh, we need vacations. We find, mm-hmm. I'm making myself, making myself go visit my friend in Miami, um, end of this month, because I just need to get out like a little bit and just and do
1: non-work vacation.
0: Yeah. It's a non-work. Well, I might take content. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. though. Like we still have to, we're, we're doing our stuff. Like we'll go to dinner whatever. And we still might need the picture. We
1: still might need a little video, which will help you know yeah no 100% no I, ha- I have to like I don't know have make time to like not do that stuff
0: mm-hmm. like
1: you know because um some of my my most recent vacations at least like not the last one that I went on but like if I if I have like a long vacation I'll do like you know make sure I prioritize like fun bits into like the work parts if I'm just there solely for the purpose of work then it's just like not even I don't know yeah
0: (laughs) it's and people don't understand people civilians don't understand that they think like we're always you know or
1: (laughs) Uh, and I get so jealous of people it's so funny when people like oh you know like I just like really don't use social media or Instagram I'm just like not on it and I'm like well lucky you I have to be I have to be on all the social medias like 20 every day because if you don't like if you don't like I don't know if you don't like water your garden, your plants are going to die. And that like affects your money, basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like this job is one of those things where you have to like constantly be, you know, tending to what you are like nurturing and, and trying to grow to like get that like return. Like I notice if I'm not like as active on my like Twitter or whatever, like I definitely notice like, okay, things take a little dip or, you know, yeah, I don't. Know. You got yeah. to like constantly, yeah. constantly being like, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> yeah, but I hate when those people go,
0: "Oh, you know, I'm not really. That's not my thing, or whatever." <gasps> like, kind of knock it. I'm like, "Well, it's my thing because it pays my bills." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going crazy right now personally because of uh, I have the pod two different podcasts, and then it's the content making. It's I feel like it's a never ending cycle. Never, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I've, now I'm I'm kind of learning uh, to mindlessly take content because a friend of mine, she kind of showed me like, oh, you just you're walking and you film something, save it for later. And then she she showed me a way of recycling that would oh, make cool. it effortlessly like she'll go out, she'll take a video and a picture always. She doesn't necessarily post it, but then later on she saves it for later. And I thought that was kind of smart because it's kind of less pressure than, oh, I need a picture or, oh, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, she does it very effortlessly and, and she, I've been doing what she says and it's been working or we'll take a situation, I'll bum us out for the day or whatever. We both had a situation and we may, oh, <laughs> I had somebody toxic over and I made a video about me getting sage to sage my house. <laughs> I was like just to put on tiktok and ig reels but i'm not going to post it right away so the people don't figure out <laughs> i'll post it later you know down you know what i'm saying but i was yeah. like i had to go get sage and then i got my little um i got my lighter um uh, when my pitcher. so at least i'm in it I love it. <laughs> gotta be sneaky some way. So besides the um camping and the raving, what else do you like to do like within your own city during the week? Do you work out? Do you
1: um, well, I go to the gym? Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go to the beach, or, like go on a hike. I like cooking. Hmm. Watching anime. <laughs> oh, your anime. T- yeah. I just
0: learned from Violet what anime was because I didn't I was like, I was like, can you explain this to me? And it made so much sense the way she explained it to me. So you were watching the cartoons as a kid too? Is
1: yes. Yeah. 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 So I've always been big into anime. And then like a few years ago, I started like getting into cosplay uh-huh. and doing that and incorporating that. Like I'll do like, I'll i like cosplay, do like sexy cosplay content, but also like cosplay for fun, like just mm-hmm. for the heck of it. Um, what else I do? What is some like, of the
0: favorite um
1: things that you like to cosplay? Um my top that I like to cosplay is um this character from this anime called Naruto and mm-hmm. it's basically like his like love interest from the anime and her name's Hinata that's like one of my go-to like cosplay characters that um I like to cosplay. <laughs> yeah, and I like the whole process of cosplaying too, like you know, the, you, get to, you can wear a wig, the outfit. And I like to try to do like hyper-realistic cosplays. So I'm trying to like, you know, really like look exactly like the character, but like, you know, in real life.
0: Oh, wow. That's so you really get into it.
1: Yeah. I wear oh. like the contacts, everything.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I've seen people
0: like that online.
1: Like, yeah. They, uh,
0: and I've just been like. And you stop and I personally like to watch them because I've never seen this like when it first started becoming popular. I was like, wow, you know, because I saw people get different out. Al- I have a door explorer outfit and it's just sitting there and I need because to- <laughs> I then I would have to get the wig. I was going to like one day put the door of the Explorer on and I I moved and I now that you say cosplay, I just totally forgot about it. <laughs> have, to do- have to do. I did. What did I cosplay Selena the singer? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I made my uh, best friend, I made him dress like, because he does drag and I made him do it with me together. So that was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that's as far as uh, I go. I don't, I, I just love looking at other people, creators when they do it. And I'm like, God, that's, that's,
1: I just like playing dress up. Honestly, I feel like that's, that's one thing that I love about, you know, being in sex work, being a porn, being an online creator of any sorts is that I feel like I get to kind of like, you know, heal my inner child in a sense, getting to do things that I couldn't do when I was younger, like Mm -hmm. play dress up and like, I don't know, do all these like fun, crazy things like that, you know? And I feel like, I don't know. I like, I like putting my silly little outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing
0: wrong with that. And it's yeah. just
1: w- w- or like, a- and even in my like film room, like I've, everything's like really colorful and like, bright. Oh, I have fun. to say, I
0: love your film room over there. Thank like, you. I love the way it's all set up. I just, I'm in my living room and I have just this bare thing, but you're the back. If anybody's anybody wants to see the back her cam room, You can go to my Patreon, but, um, yeah, you have it lovely, very lovely decorated and the lights are very pretty. I just have my pink logo right here up above here, my, um, production company's name. So, and I love pink. So everything is pink in my house
1: that's awesome <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and I'm a big Hello Kitty person
1: oh my god yes <laughs> oh you like Hello Kitty too? yes yes I do oh my gosh I, I have got a giant all- Hello Kitty somewhere on my like I like that whole shelf is full of plushies that's what's like half plushies and then like the bottom row is dildos and and like comic books and, and manga <laughs>
0: oh wow well no I have all the Hello Kitty Pyrex Oh my I God, it's cute. I put it on my Amazon wishlist and then somebody for Christmas this year, they bought me the full three-piece luggage. Um, So I have like four luggages of Hello Kitty.
1: And that's then my, awesome.
0: my bedroom is kind of for a woman that's older, like it's, <laughs> it's a little bit crazy what I have. So a yeah. whole, whole bunch of squishmallows, which I love.
1: I'm here for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have like those child like you said it brings out the inner child it it heals you in a way it uh don't you agree like
1: oh yeah no 100% like that's yeah. why that's how I feel like I don't know and especially because I feel like with this job like I you know cause I'm getting to do so many like unconventional things and it's funny because you know If you look at like civilians, like my age or whatever, like, or my age range, it's like, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to think that like, oh, when I get a certain age, I'm gonna have to start dressing a certain way or looking a certain way, you know, because this is what people in the normal world perceive people that this age like should look like or be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with this, like, you know, like I have like a strong belief that like, um, of not like letting like age define me. And I say that in the sense that, you know, some people are like, oh, well, like, because with my age, technically in porn, I would have to be like a milf. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't really like cater to that. Like, I don't, I don't think, know. Yeah. If... That I don't cater to that. Right. Uh, that niche at all. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in a different niche and I get to choose that based, you know, on what I want to do and how I look and whatnot. And like, what does it matter? Like how old I am? I'm an adult and like yeah. I'm hot and that's all really that matters because I don't know I just there's a lot of like discourse that I see online about women's ages and women aging in general and like when I first joined porn like I was 24 years old and like mm-hmm. you know I'm 29 now and I felt weird about how old I was back then because really? it was my first time you know in my adult life you know being that age like and also interacting so when I joined porn there I was like working with 18 year olds yeah, and like eighteen-year-old girls, and like the scenes I was doing, like, because I was like doing like a lot of step porn back then, not really because I wanted to, but because like that was like the norm, and like mm-hmm. you know what everyone had to do. And so I felt so weird about my age. I felt so weird about being twenty-four. And in my head, I'm like, I like it didn't last that long feeling that way. But just like the first few months of me joining porn, I felt really weird. I'm like, wow, I'm like working with like 19 year nineteen-year-old people. Like this is weird. Like I'm twenty-four. Like I don't know. <laughs> like it made me feel weird. And then like, then I like, obvi- I stopped doing like the step porn after a while. because I'm like, okay, I'm over this. And then I just like started thinking, okay, you know what? I'm actually glad I'm the age I am. And I'm glad I'm the age I am when I joined porn because I got to have all of this other previous like experience in the sex work world and I'm sexually mature and like, you know, I'm my own person and, all of this stuff, and so I don't know. I I see like discourse online, like people are like, oh well, you're too old or this and that. I don't know. Oh god, or you know, like not not people saying that about me, but like people just right. like you know in general, in general. That's like the conversation, or yeah. like oh like what's gonna happen when you're all old in the industry and you know you can't like do that. I'm like, there's always gonna be like a niche in this yeah. world. In, oh, in, I, world. I, I know. Like, you, I don't I don't I think this is one of like the jobs where you know. Like, and, and, you know, if you really know how to like utilize your market and your brand, like it's not something where you're going to, you're going to like age out of, like, unless you mm-hmm. want to, but like, I don't know. What's just, weird like, is my it. money
0: has gone, but I've, I'm not, you know, I've never done porn. I've done more of like, you know, like only fans to sex mm-hmm. pamphy sex pamper, um, in-person work stripping or whatever. And what's very weird is the older I get the more I'm able to get more money for doing less work.
1: Exactly. And, and people and like,
0: it's so weird. Cause it's like, I've developed a, a, like I finesse or hustle or, or just say a certain thing or whatever. And boom, you understand. So, um, and it was crazy how the demographics change as I, got, you know, I, when I was young, I heard that and I was definitely scared. Like, Oh my gosh. I can't do this after 30 and now, I'm like
1: yeah no yeah. and I I've definitely noticed too in the last like two years P, there's like a new kind of like um niche of performers and I say niche in the sense that like there are women who are joining who like we are not in the and I hate this I I, hope, I think they're doing it with that category the, the teen category you oh know? I never like that like yeah. you know but like there's more like We now have an actual babe category, like, you know, with people joining porn um, who are like in my age range. Like I've noticed like a lot of like, uh, you know, women throughout like the last year who are like late 20s joining. And I think it's absolutely amazing because it's just showing that like, you know, like it's never too late. You're Mm -hmm. never too old. And there's something for everybody out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's all different genres, niches and everything for everybody.
1: Yeah, I remember years. like when I joined my agent at the time was um like was like oh you have blue hair and like you know I had breast implants back then too mm-hmm. and I have better ones now but like back then like my first boob job and he was just like, my agency um they don't exist anymore motley and <laughs> they're <laughs> they have their own infamous whatever anyways yeah. um the owner dave he was like you have blue hair like hmm i don't know about that and you have breast implants you know the more natural look is what's favored and i'm like what is what if fake titties never been wanted in any type of world like i'm sorry like tits are tits people are gonna want them yeah but just like was i don't know making me question like my look and then I was like, oh, my God, like, if I had to j- dye my hair, like, do I really want to do this job if I have to dye my hair? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like, the, when I got assigned my agent under the agency, he's like, no, you don't need to, have to change anything. So I'm very thankful for that. Like, I don't think I would have changed anything. Even if like you know someone was saying something But like I did kind of contemplate it like Whoa is this what I'm going to have to do But like I I don't know never like conformed At all so Good because <laughs> Good,
0: you're absolutely beautiful yeah. And we shouldn't have to conform but I have been There too personally myself in my younger days Where I dyed my hair blonde I would get weaves I did lace fronts Before Cardi B ever Came around before she probably even danced And <laughs> uh, like It's kind of weird now. Do you feel like the birth of OnlyFans set up for people to be more unique and more independent and just do their own thing?
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. And I'm so, I'm so, so, so grateful for OnlyFans, especially because, you know, during when the pandemic happened, like I wasn't even a year into porn when it happened. It was barely a year Mm. into me being in porn and. I was like really nervous because I was like, oh fuck, like, what am I going to do? And at the time, like, you know, I was doing okay on OnlyFans. Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, you know, balling by any sense. But then I just like realized, okay, like, you know what? Like, I can make this really pop off. And I'm just going to like literally like film content every day and like just be on it 24 7. And I like grew it so much, like all by myself, like no help, no agency or anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, Like, it really has allowed us, like, performers and creators to have more autonomy over our work, how we look, you know, and all that stuff. I think it's amazing and, like, very, very grateful for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I think now as sex workers in general, I feel like all sex workers, you have to have whatever form of sex work you do, because I always say this on this podcast, you need to have social media. You need to have your Twitter you need to ma- try keeping your IG, which can mm-hmm. be very hard, uh, oh, yeah. very very difficult. When oh, Meta- you pay
1: two grand to get it back. Oh, god! Why do they do
0: that to people?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm definitely I'm I, I am one of those people who did that. That I actually had my I, I was on my vacation in Europe mm-hmm. in October, and it's like the last second to last day. My trip. I go on my Instagram and it's gone. And I'm just panicking. And my friend's like, I have a guy who I think is like some hacker. I don't know. He got it back, and he sent a lifetime guarantee. And and I got and I lost oh, it again good. two and days. Tra- later. Yeah, he does yeah. lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And I lost it again two days later. Like actually, <gasps> it was legit lost. It like got the email saying your account's gone. You can't get it back. And he got mm-hmm. it back. So I don't know, but yeah, they, it was. It felt raw, ro- It mm. felt like robbery a little bit. But yeah, Instagram is so important. Like I. I feel like you have to have like you have to have both like Instagram and Twitter and like TikTok also. I don't really. I need to put more energy into my TikTok, but
0: I feel like every sex worker now has abandoned TikTok in a way because every like sex worker that was existing before the pandemic because there's some people that are still on and I'm like how, Um, but and I noticed there are people that like they got into sex work. The ones that are still on TikTok are the ones that got into sex work because of TikTok. Like like. It's just very weird TikTok. yeah and um i lost mine and i was but i don't know if i recently t- took my implants out so i'm thinking maybe that's i was like a triple e i was too big and i'm noticing now like my ig's never done so well before like i was like wow was that this
1: oh my god yeah that's I was crazy like, i thought
0: i was gonna lose money and my ig everything's working but i did lose my TikTok. And there was somebody that go, oh, you could pay me 1500 make a video. And I was just like, because TikTok, I w- when I looked at the analytics and everything, like, where mm-hmm. was I getting, you know, followers on my OF? It wasn't from TikTok. It was from IG and Facebook, actually. So, wow. So I was like, you know
1: what? It's TikTok's not
0: important. I'm not going to just, you know. I'll let TikTok.
1: Know. TikTok's hard. I'm yeah. I'm on like my, my third account, and I've only lost not only lost <laughs> one one like Instagram, like my main one, like mm-hmm. t- that was like three years ago. um But I don't know. I feel like TikTok can be helpful. Like I like last year, there was like I was like using TikTok like regularly for a couple of months. Like I would like go live on there, and I noticed I would like I started trending on Pornhub i don't know if there's like a correlation oh you know what now that i think there i think there i feel like i feel like tiktok helps pornhub for some reason like i noticed like when i am using tiktok more regularly consistently like i like my pornhub like ranking will like go up and like start doing really well
0: right now that you said that i remember there's a video of you on how do you say her name kiera um I can't think of her name. The one that won the um, Performer of the Year at AVM. Kira? Yeah, it was. I followed. I don't know if she still has the account, but I followed her account because I was looking at her like, how is she getting this? Like, you, I look, you look for another sex worker that's got their TikTok yeah. going on. And I think it was my old TikTok. And I remember there was you were in a video of hers because I remember on TikTok. And I think that's probably why. Because her TikTok, I don't know if it's still up or not um she she did it pretty good because I kind of like look like what are they doing that I have to do to make sure I don't get you know what I'm saying yeah um, and I think <laughs> maybe that's why because I remember seeing a video of you um in on hers yeah because she did a good job like being creative without like going porn in a way yeah yeah and that's how it's tricky <laughs> it's so tricky it's so like it's like I'm so I look at my IG and I'm like a like a school teacher on, <laughs> and I get worried I'm like oh this video I could see my nipples now like should I post it and I get paranoid I hate that paranoid feeling too it's, it's not fun yeah well thank you so much Jules for coming on and I appreciate you um just being yourself and and of really course. sharing who you are and <laughs> human side and I appreciate it so much. Can you please let my audience know where they can find you and
1: all your social media? So to follow to find me on Instagram, you can follow me. It is only Jules Blue and make sure it's Jules Blue spelled J E W E L Z B L U um make sure it's the account that has like over 400k because there's a ton of fakes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then i'm on i still call it twitter i refuse to call it x me too but Mm -hmm. i refuse to call it x okay it sounds so whack but on twitter it's jules j-e-w-e-l-z underscore b-l-u and like you just google google my name i don't know you'll find my real account only fans (laughs) fans is jules blue just jules blue yeah
0: And my name is Marcella Alonso. If you'd like to see this episode, you can go ahead and join my Patreon at MarcellaSoBella.com. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, YouTube, or IG, it is Marcella SoBella. My Twitter is Marcella with one L underscore L-U-V. Thank you again, Jules, for coming on Get Schooled.
1: Thank you so much for having me.